Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pavshas Mishpatim. According to the Chinuch, Pavshas Mishpatim contains 53 mitzvos, 23 positive and 30 restrictions. In addition, before we start to take a look at some of the specific mitzvos of Mishpatim, the very end of Mishpatim, chapter 24, Perech of Dalid, Rashi tells you in the very beginning of his commentary on this Perek, Parsha Zu Nemra Kodem Aseres Hadibros. This Perek, Perek of Dalid, was said and occurred prior to last week's Parsha of Yisro and the Aseres Hadibros, and you have in the end of this week's parsha, the famous commitment of Bnei Yisrael in Pasuk Zion, whereby they say, Kol Hashem, all which Hashem has said, Na'ase first we commit ourselves to the obligation of performing, and then afterwards, Venishma, we will study and uh, continue to study Hashem's Torah. I'd like to point out that Parshas Mishpatim, which literally means laws, and we remind ourselves every morning in the Pesuki de Zimra that we say that Hashem you did not do similarly for all other nations who Mishpatim you did not give them Mishpatim. The very first letter of Parshas Mishpatim reminds us that there is this concept of Mishpatim, which are ve'ele, and these are the laws which are a continuation from last week. And just as last week's Ten Commandments were misinai, came from heaven, so too do our mishpatim come from heaven. And I'd like to give one specific case regarding the laws that, quote, come from heaven. So the Gemara tells us in Bava Kama that there is a concept in Halacha of Grama <coughs> Benizikin, whereby if a person damages, but the damage is not done directly. So I'll give a specific example. <coughs> Mr. A says to Mr. B, uh, please, your dog is bothering me, keeps me up all night by barking. So Mr. B ignores him one day, one week, two weeks. After a while, Mr. A cannot help himself anymore. And he takes two witnesses and he takes a bone. He laces the bone with poison, throws it over the fence at six o'clock at nighttime. That's it. Seven o'clock at nighttime, the witnesses are still there and the dog is barking. Eight o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, the bark, the dog is barking. Midnight, shh, it's quiet. And finally, Mr. A can sleep that night. In the morning, Mr. B wakes up, give out, he finds his dog dead, sees the bone, 
puts two and two together, says to Mr. A, I'll see you in Besden. Well, they come to Besden, and Mr. B says, Mr. A killed my dog. And Mr. A describes what he did. Now, if Mr. A had taken a gun and shot, had he taken a knife and killed, for sure he'd be obligated. Hearing the case, what does the Gemara tell us that the Bezdin says? They say to Mr. A, you are potor medine adam. You are exempt from the letter of the law, from the law of man, because you did not kill the dog directly. However, you are chayav bedine shamayim. You are obligated vis-a-vis heaven. Now stop right there and listen to what the Torah HaKadosha is teaching us, that aside from laws that we can enforce man to man, there are laws that the Jew should be aware of that he does not want to violate man to God because after all, we all have a personal relationship with God. And how can I come to God tomorrow morning? How could Mr. A come to God tomorrow morning and say, please give me, give me, give me, give me my health, give me my wealth, give me parnasa, give me, give me intelligence, when after all, he does not comply with Hashem's rules, which are not only those specifically contained in our Torah, but that's why we have the oral law to teach us that there is just as in the area of mitzvos, there is hidur mitzvah, zakeli v'anvehu, to go beyond the letter of the law, so too in conjunction with our laws as well, our civil laws. Now, I'd like to point out a very significant observation. There are mitzvos which are asetov, doing good for somebody else. For example, in this week's parsha, you have the mitzvah of in kesef talve es ami, to lend another Jew money, and just know that when one Jew lends another Jew money, he's not permitted to take interest. If, however, he is investing in his business, that's a different story, and for that there is a heter iska, and if anyone needs that, <coughs> they should see their local Rav, who'd be able to guide them in the filling out and having a heter iska. But aside from asay tov, which is to do good in a positive, there is the aspect of sur meirah, which is that a person is to prevent and hold himself back from doing bad. And I'd like you to note that the majority of the laws found in Parshas Mishpatim, many of them are all about a person preventing himself from doing harm. And in fact, I'd like you to ask a very basic question. We know that you're not permitted to damage the next one. But if I were to ask you, show me the pasuk in the Torah that specifically says that you are to prevent 
you and your property, you and your possessions from harming somebody else. So interestingly, in the Shelos and Shuvos Chasam Sofer, he quotes the Pasuk of Losamod Aldam Reyecha, that just as you're not to stand by when the person's life and his property is being damaged, so too you can't damage the next one. As well as as you have to take care and protect your body, so too you have to protect that of the next one and his possessions, a kind of extension of In the Birka Shmuel, he brings in the name of Rab Chaim that the obligation of a person to make sure <coughs> that he and his possessions do not damage comes from, interestingly, Chiyuv Kofer. Kofer is that if Chas Shalom, a person's ox, um, not the first time, but after that, killed a another, killed a uh, a human being. So, what is the halacha? The halacha says that you have to pay kofer. Kofer is a form of kapara, a form of atonement for the individual for clearly <coughs> killing another individual. While you didn't do it yourself, your animal is, in this case here, the Torah says, an extension of you. And therefore, once again, the idea is that the person did not watch his um, uh, possessions. And the Birkas Shmuel continues and says, in the name of Reb Chaim, that the origin of your not damaging someone else comes from the lo yishmerenu be'olav that the owners did not sufficiently watch their possessions. In other words, in civil law you have the primary obligation if you damage, you pay. In Judaism you have the primary obligation of preventing your possessions from damaging in the first place. And I'd like to share with you to bolster this idea of how careful a person has to be in terms of watching their property and indeed watching themselves, sur meirah, making sure that they do not harm the next one, they nor their property. The, there are many stories in the Talmud regarding the great Tana Rav Pinchas ben Yoir. In the Bavli, in the Gemara Chulin, Daf Zion Amar Aleph, we find that Rav Pinchas ben Yoir was on the way to be Podesh Vuyim, to redeem captives, and he came upon the river. He needed to cross the river. There was no time to wait, and so he ordered the river to split for him, and indeed it did. In the Yerushalmi, Demai, we find the similar situation that 
Repinchas ben Yor, this time not going to uh, redeem captives, he was going to the base Havad, <coughs> and he had the waters split for him. His Talmidim asked him, Rebbe, would this work for us if we were going to the base Havad? Would the waters split for us as well? And his answer to them was especially powerful. He says, and I quote, whoever knows about himself that he has never disgraced another Jew, he may cross and his merit in the next world will not be reduced. Wow, what a prerequisite and what a criteria. The criteria is he never embarrassed, never disgraced another Jew. What a powerful lesson Parshas Mishpatim comes and teaches us. Unfortunately, too often we are too free with our speech and don't realize beforehand the hurt, the harm that our speech can do one person to another, one spouse to another, and too often once that negative speech has been said, the lasting reverberation of, but you said it, but you said it, comes back to haunt the person. And therefore, the important lesson of Parshas Mishpatim, when you and I might read it and say to ourselves, my goodness, get with it. We don't have oxen these days, <clears throat> and people are not um, opening uh, pits and um, other such damages in the public way. How relative is Pashas Mishpatim to me? And the answer is a resounding very, because the Torah is speaking to each and every one of us and says how careful we are to be with our property to make sure in no way are we encroaching and usurping on the area of the next one. But as we say every morning and afternoon and night, the way we conclude every Shemona Esrei Elokai Nitzor L'Shonim Meira Hashem please guard my tongue from evil just with those persons who I am especially close may my speech with them only be pleasant, positive and uplifting as opposed to Shalom, harmful and negative. Shabbat Shalom to all.